0: Hi, I'm Sam Medina, and you can catch me on Mile 22, Venom, Elite Battle Angel, and you are listening to Inside Your Head with Nasty Neal. Thank you very much.
1: This is Inside Your Head. This is Nasty Neil, and I'm joined by longest reigning... Former heavyweight champion, modern times, Eastern Assassin, Larry Holmes. Very cool to have you here. How did you get into boxing?
2: Well, you know, being young and, and having a lot of things not to do, uh, I joined the PAL, 3-5 League, and uh, they had boxing in there. And so, therefore, I joined that and of uh, the history.
1: Before the, before you actually got into boxing, were you in, did you fight a lot? Like, uh, on the streets no. or with, no? No, I not you
2: know, nobody would mess with me, you know, because uh-huh. I could hold my own, but I was always that in clown to play football, basketball, baseball, we did it all, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, those days, uh, ran out, so, um, somebody just me to boxing and then I took advantage of
1: it. Yeah. I saw that you, I read that you were 19 when you got into boxing. Was that kind of old for, uh, yeah, to become like?
2: That, a- that was old. But I, I, you know, for me, it was like, when I, was, when I really, really started, I was like thirteen, fourteen 14 years old. That's when I started boxing for a guy by the name of Johnny Go And, uh, we was at the P.A.L. And, uh, we, uh, boxed around, around, the, around the club with them And then when I got older, I joined, uh, I joined the boxing club that we, so that we could go to the Olympics. So I lost in Olympics, and after I lost in, in the Olympic trials, Duane Bobbitt, I turned for professional. That was in 1973, mm-hmm. and from there I became heavyweight champ.
1: Yeah. So what were your early fights like, and when did you, uh, when did people start to talk that you would get a, a title shot?
2: Well, it was way late in 1980. I, I think they start recognizing me around nineteen eighty six. Mm. Like that. I think that's when they started recognizing me and I got the chance to fight
1: for the title in nineteen seventy eight. And uh nineteen seventy six, someone like that, from seventy six seventy eight I became a champion. Yeah. Going into the going into the title night and fight with a uh, Ken Norton, uh do you train differently for the title fight?
2: No, I did exactly the same thing that I always did. I ran and exercised and uh, boxed, and I boxed with guys that uh, were similar, similar to the uh, sort of fighters that I was going to fight, and um, it just paid off.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, that fight went at a uh, 15 round decision, and uh, a lot of the, the judges. Uh, Basically, the last round was what made you win. Did you know going into the 15th round that the fight was so close?
2: No, I thought I was winning. I thought I was winning pretty good.
0: Yeah.
2: And I, I didn't know, but, I, but they had me that close. I was kind of like surprised that they had me uh, uh, was so close, but I thought I was really winning it.
1: Yeah. Um, looking back, do you think you did uh, you did win more rounds? Maybe he was the champion, so he gets uh, more. Uh, the referees are more towards uh, the the champion. Yeah, that's what. The, well, you
2: know, Ken Norton was known more than I was. I wasn't mm-hmm. known at all. You know, I, I they knew I these, knew I was there, but I wasn't the man that they wanted to win. Yeah. And I was kind of surprised that I, I got the I got I got the
1: decision. hmm So that was fifteen rounds, which you know, later on they, they got they got rid of the other three rounds. It's the, you know, twelve rounds. What are your thoughts on that when, when they got rid of the, the championship rounds? Well I wanted to do the fifteen rounds because I felt I was better
2: shape and a lot of guys were getting it. So I thought that, that was really good for me to be fighting them. 15 rounds of the guy run out of stamina mm-hmm. and I take advantage of it. But it, it was all good in a way. I made it big and I did my thing and that's how I won. That's how I was getting the chance.
1: Yeah. So how, how does your life change after you become heavyweight champion of the world?
2: Well, everybody was more respectable to me than a heavyweight champion of the world. You know, I didn't do too much. I was trying to contend and uh, you know, that, um, you know, that I was able to be a champion in the world. I wanted to, you know, uh, I wanted to be a champion. I wanted to like a champion. I wanted people to recognize me as a champion. A good champion, you know. And um, that's what I did. that's what I still do to community that day. Mm-hmm.
1: So were you married at the time?
2: No, I got married. Uh, no, I wasn't married when I won the championship. I got married a couple of years after I won the title.
1: Mm-hmm. I just wonder, once you start to make, you know, championship money and, you're, and you get the fame, uh, are there a lot of temptations out there with uh, your women and partying? Well, it
2: make it easier for you, you know, but I wasn't into really that. I was a, I had a girl that named Diane and I married her, you know, right. all good. But, uh, you know, you had an opportunity for me to do another thing or go another way if I wanted to, but I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. Now, I've been no uh, 39 years
1: now. Oh, very good! They Congratulations. Yeah. So, um, when you're champion, do you feel that uh, you're getting the credit you deserve?
2: Well, you know, they didn't want to give me the credit because they were, remember they had Ali, they had Joe Frazier, they had knowing they had all them other guys that I could never be like. Mm-hmm. And every time I wanted to be like or do something, if I did something similar to what Ali did, I was trying to copycat after Ali. You know. You know? I could never be anything. It was always Muhammad Ali was thrown up in my face. And that's because I worked with them. And that's as a spine partner. So everybody was saying, I copy up Ali. If, if it worked for me, why not? I didn't mind copying. Right. So that's what I did. I, I copied Muhammad Ali and done things that he did, became he the head champion, stayed there for seven and a half years. And uh, what, can you, what, what can you say?
1: Yeah. So wh- when do when do the talks come about that you're going to actually fight Ali?
2: Well, that came like, two years after Jeff Muhammad in 1980, October, and um, uh, you know I won the title in 1978. Mm-hmm. So um, it was it was coming because Ali had came back out of retirement and uh, beat somebody, got himself in the position to fight for the title, and, uh, and that's what I that's what we did. Mm-hmm.
1: That are you aware of? Any uh, health concerns on Muhammad Ali's part going into the fight?
2: No, not going into the fight. Not coming out of the fight. I, uh, years later, I was think of things, and they said coming down with the Parkinson's or something like that. And Because uh, then after he fought me, you know, I even He went over to the Bahamas, somewhere over there, and fought Trevor Burbage. hmm Nobody never thought that anything was wrong because he's
1: still active. Mm-hmm. So during that actual fight, you're with Muhammad Ali, and you know you wanted to prove that you are, you know, the heavyweight champion. And so, what's like, what's your mindset when you're fighting Muhammad Ali, or is it just another and fight for started, you?
2: Just, that's what it was, just another fight. You know that I wanted to win, that I must win, and. Um, you know, nobody ever thought that I would get to be where I was. So, you know what? I really didn't care. I just wanted to prove to them that I was, you know, the man, better
1: to be the champ, and I, I took it. Now, um, you know, during the fights, I watched it begin recently, and uh, there's sometimes you're kind of looking at the ref like he should stop it. Do you think they should have stopped the fight before the 11th round?
2: Oh yeah, I used to. I would tell the ref.
1: You know, you're both like a, you know, a great boxer, so you want to win, but you're also like a good person, so you don't want to hurt someone. Uh, how um, do how do you but, deal with that while you're fight while you're fighting somebody? You, you try
2: to build up an attitude, you try to build an attitude that you don't care. That's how you do it.
0: But you know, I care. I have feelings. Right. Uh, when I fought guys, that uh,
1: you know, I didn't want to
2: hurt no. I'm not an American. I don't want to hurt nobody. Mm-hmm. I just want to get out there and do what I got to do to get paid, and go home. Right. That's what I did. I mean, you know, like when I fought Marvin Frasier, I mean, I tried to kill him. So the referee stopped it. So stopped it. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the guys, man, I told them to stop it. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, they the one called the so I can to do what I had to do.
1: Right. So after the fight with Ali, you know, when they do the the post uh interview, you're you're in backstage, kind of, you're crying about the. The, the fight, can you talk about, like, your mindset after that fight while you were, you know, upset?
2: Well, you know, he's a, he was a guy that, you know, gave me opportunity. He's a guy that gave me a job. the guy that, you know, let me stay in his camp and train. And he, he gave me the opportunity to watch him, watch him train. And I was able to pick up a lot of stuff. So, therefore, you know, you have a feeling for a person, you know, kind of like show it. I had done for him from you know how many that tried to kill Muhammad Ali and take him away from his family, right? Friends, coaches, whatever. All I yeah. wanted to do was win the fight. We mm-hmm. both go home happy with the money.
1: Yeah. Did you stay in contact with him at all after the fight? Were you guys friends or anything?
2: Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Up to the day he died, I was talking with Muhammad Ali. You know. Mm-hmm. Up to the day he died, you know yeah. And that's what I. That's the way I am. I try to keep. With guys, you know, like Joe Frazier, my mm-hmm. buddy up to the end, I never bought him. And you know, like he was George Foreman. I talked to George Foreman like, like, you know, I never bought him, but you know, we were too many, yeah. right? And, uh-huh. uh, you know, I talked to him, Jerry Coney, you know, he called me every amazing, Like you know, because mm-hmm. you know, I did book. And, uh, it's just, it's just good we we'll be in the Bahamas for the Super Bowl, Jerry and I. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, the was trying to keep. Just
1: that guys track of him and you know, yeah.
2: I think, so, I, I think they like me. That's
1: why they call me. That's why I called him. <laughs> huh. So, uh, can you do you have any memories of your uh, street brawl with Trevor Burbick?
2: No, uh, you know what? I remember that. Yeah, he's an asshole. He was an <laughs> asshole. He's dumb as What happened with him? I mean, you know, he wanted to. You know, he wanted to fight me. I already had beat him. I already had fought him and beat him. <laughs> He wanted them, uh, me to fight him again. I said, Well, get ranked. Go to the WBC or <laughs> tell him to rank you. Then I'll fight you. I can't fight you. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're not rated. So he didn't like that. He didn't like that at all. Mm-hmm. And um, he started calling me names my, and telling my wife that she's on her and I did this. I ain't no good. And my kids were good. telling me that their ain't no good. And so I that, that went a little crazy. But. Uh, <clears throat> I didn't, you don't do that to fighters, to, to people that, you know, mm-hmm. to people anyway. You don't do that. You know, mm-hmm. uh, whatever you, you do that, you're you doing it. Not in their business. They had a lot of it. So I went a little off a little bit, but you know what? I think I was, I think that was normal.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so uh, after Leon Sphinx, uh, uh, win, you, you kind of challenge uh, Jerry Cooney and have little words with him. You after the fight. Is that a spur of the moment thing, or is it kind of yeah. to help Yeah, That's
2: spur of the moment. That's yeah. spur of the moment. Because, so, you know, Jerry was okay. Jerry's a good guy. And, you know, it was in between his trainers and everybody wanted to make an incident out of it. So that, you know, he sell more tickets. And I don't think we need to do that to sell tickets. But we did it. And, uh, you know, it was always good. But right after the fight, right before the fight, I told Jerry after Jerry, you had have, have a good fight. We mm-hmm. shook hands, went back to the corner, and then we go out and killed each other. But uh, it was no animosity. with Jerry
1: just,
2: just cold. Yeah. None so, at
1: all. Yeah. None with him personally, but some of the, uh, what, what did you think of like the media and people trying to make it, you know, versus black versus white, the great white hope? Well,
2: that's fucked up. Mm hmm. Well, that's messed up. But um, because. People are people. You know, we can't have who we are. We have nothing to say. Nothing to do about it. You can't do nothing about it. Mm-hmm. You know? So, you know, you live and let live. I, I, I don't, I don't want to hurt nobody. You know, would these crazy ass people going out here with different sides, and they hate people, hate this and hate that. I hate nobody. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, before that fight, did you ever, uh, did you come, into a lot of racism in boxing, either in the from uh, the media or boxing in general yeah, or from I, other fans?
2: When I, fought, when, when I white guys, white guys always tried to make it out of a, 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 a black white thing. You know, mm-hmm. They always try to get all the white people to cheer for them, you know, to root for them because they're fighting a the black guy. But it wasn't it was about that. I didn't care if you were black, I didn't care if you were white. You get in the ring with them, kicking
1: your ass. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so what? Yeah. What were your thoughts on Dennis Rappaport, uh, Jerry Cooney's promoter at the time?
2: I, I didn't, I didn't care too much for him because he was, he didn't respect nobody. He didn't give me respect. I mean, you know, if I say hello, how you doing? You know, say it back. You know I say it back, in which he didn't. A lot of them, you go about your business, and that's what I did. I, I didn't have, I not have nothing against uh, Dennis Rappaport or Jones or anybody else because I didn't know him.
1: <laughs> how can you
2: hate somebody that you don't know?
1: Right, right. Uh, how about how about Don King? Uh, what what hey, did, you you didn't did you know him very well? Did you have like a yeah? Kind of I way?
2: know him very well. I know Don good. You know he gave me my first million dollars. So you know what? you you can't get mad at him. He got me to fight. He got me yeah, to right. fight for the title. How can you get mad at a guy? He mad at just because you're mad at him. That don't mean I got to be mad at him. You <laughs> yeah. know. Mm-hmm. So that that's the way it was. Don can still a that I like, and I call him every now and then now just to say hi to him.
1: Oh, okay. So, uh, was there any fear of like, because um, cause when I I watched the fight again recently, and stuff, and they said there was like snipers up on the uh, up on well, the, the walls.
2: What? I tell you, I tell you what, I I don't know about none of that to be true or whatever. So, but that's what I heard. But I I, I was. My mind was fighting to Jerry Cooney, not fighting right. the world.
1: Yeah. You know, if I had
2: to fight the world, I'd get my butt kicked. You know, and right. I know that. I just want to, listen, we fought each other because they gave us some money.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Without the money, Jerry wouldn't have fought me and I wouldn't have fought him.
1: <laughs> right. But
2: the reason why we fought is because if we got paid. Jerry able to handle his family, take care of his family, and i able to take care of mine. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah. Now, were you friends with Jerry Cooney going into the fight, or did you become friends with him I after the fight? Yeah, afterwards. I didn't know him afterwards. Yeah. Did you gain respect for him as a fighter when you're fighting him?
2: I always respect anybody who steps in the ring. Okay. Jerry stepped in the ring with people. He, he, he got guys.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, you know, a guy stepped in the ring with somebody he don't even know, you know, same thing with me. And I and the guy saying I'm gonna tear your head off, and you saying I'm gonna tear it—it's mind boggling. Mm-hmm. So you got to be a little Larry, because you don't never know what's gonna happen.
1: Now, this was the you first say, time. Yeah. Co- I'm sorry, go on.
2: I would say you can have confidence in yourself, but you never know the guy might have a lot of confidence in himself. Mm-hmm. You know, first come, first serve.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, speaker, first come, first serve. He was uh, introduced first. I mean, you were introduced first, even though you're the champion. I think that was the first time that ever happened. Uh, does that, how does that make you feel at the time? I didn't
2: pay no mind, man. I did not pay no mind. I know it. I know what I was doing, what they were trying to do. So what? Big damn deal. Mm I'm going to go out there and fight and win.
1: So, um, with your Tex Cobb fight, do you feel they tried to do the same thing? Make it about, you know, black guy versus white
0: yeah,
2: yeah, they did everybody. Yeah. But I didn't worry about it, you know, because it ain't if you're black, it ain't if you white,
1: it it, it, it it if you can fight, you can fight. Mm-hmm. I could fight. I was a bad man. <laughs> yes, I can I could fight. uh I'm sure you still are. I'm sure you could take me. But
0: uh
1: <laughs> <laughs> the uh the that fight is uh is kinda infamous because it's Howard Cosell's last um time he, he announces a fight, commentates a fight. And uh, he goes on to denounce boxing. Uh, what are your thoughts mm-hmm. on that? Howard Cosell was a great
2: announcer. He was a great guy. You know, he he, he had an ego like hell, so but that's okay because he he was a good man. He he helped boxing a lot, and that's what it was all about. Boxing. Howard Cosell was a great that man. Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, when does it come about when you're going to fight Marvis Fraser? And do you think it's that whole fight? Is set up because of his well,
2: father. Yeah, of course. Yep,
1: yep. If, if he wasn't in jail fight, his son, he never got a shot. Now does the does the WBC strip you of the title for that fight, or do you give it up? No, no,
2: I gave it up. I gave it up.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't fight again for like a year after this. Is that good or bad for a fighter to take to take a year off? Do they think it could yeah. help like uh, with your injuries? But does it look like ring rust? It's
2: bad. If you don't stop, <laughs> you know what when, you're doing.
1: When you start to uh, get near the Rocky Marciano record, does that any? Does that add any pressure to you?
2: Not to me, to everybody else. They did because they was afraid that I was going to break his record. So you know, they played the game. So I wasn't really worrying about being uh, breaking the record. I was worried about getting paid. Right. And a lot of people didn't like it. Liked it, but I said, I'm, "Why are you fighting? us. I'm fighting for this check. I get it. I'm getting a check. That's why I'm fighting. Mm-hmm. If I get this check, I ain't
1: fighting." <laughs> right. In the, uh, in the post-fight uh, press conference, you mentioned that uh, the Marciano f- uh, family said things to you. Do you remember what they were saying to you?
2: Well, you know, they called you everything in the book. Whatever they could get out of your mouth, that's what came. So, but you know what? I tried to avoid it, but again, I didn't. And I said some things back, too. So, you know, two wrongs don't make no right. And I was wrong. But it was wrong personal touch. But, you know. When somebody did, I don't think you can bring them back, you know, but I guess they were trying to do it, mm-hmm. and they wanted me to accept it, and I couldn't do that.
1: Yeah. Uh, I know it's before you day, but do you have any thoughts on Rocky Marciano as a fighter?
2: Well, I don't know too much about it because, uh, you know, I didn't know what I read in the book. And, mm-hmm. and watch on TV, and people talked about he wanted to bring the fighter fighters out there because he was small, but he knocked out a big guys. Well, the small guys knock out big guys, like my type, he was knocking out big guys, mm-hmm. you know? So, uh, my was, was the same thing, only thing different with him, he was right, like, that's all. Mm-hmm. It made him a hero, and, and he was a hero to them, and it's okay. Mm-hmm.
1: So, well, when you lose the title to Sphinx, uh, how does that affect you as a fighter? It, it,
2: it affects me pretty much, because I didn't think I'm hard. But it was okay, you know, I got another chance and then I did it again and then I lost again. So I just maybe hang with
1: it, you know. Is that what it what they want? Is that with it? Now you have a quote, uh the judges, the referees, uh, and the promoters who kiss me where the sun don't shine, and because we're in HBO that's my big black behind. Uh so how do you feel about the judges and 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 uh and the well, referees? You know, that, you, you know you know you know how referees
2: they call it they call it the way they it, Some I'm call when they don't it. So, you know, you know, they don't feel it in your mind. That's why I like, said what I said. That brings women want you to win. They can, keep, they can keep you winning. They want you to lose. They can make you lose. Mm-hmm. I just want to fight. So what I, I fought for, that fight for money. And
1: mm-hmm. that's what happened. So when does, the, when does the idea of a comeback start? When you first retired, do you think this is it? I'm not going to fight anymore? Sure. Because
2: come back start, when and you see people that can't fight, and somebody offers you a lot of money, and you commit to come
1: back, and that's when you go back. Mm-hmm. A, lot, a lot you said about people can't fight. So what did you when? Because you come back and you fight all the best of that era. I mean, you know Mike Tyson, Holyfield, and a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the boxers of that era? And if you were in your prime during that era, how do you think you would have done?
2: did you want to be here, you want to hear about no ties. You can take, take the first part of my record and put me, Mike Tyson, it's the Holyfield, and all them guys right in there with them, because
1: they would know better. So, uh, going into the Tyson, what what are your thoughts on Tyson uh, when you're studying him as a fighter? And was he any different you're well, in was, the ring? He,
2: he was strong, he punched good, and that's what he had going for himself. He wasn't a good boxer, he couldn't box. He was a puncher. Well, he was a puncher. So, so we, you know, that that's
1: what we're... Yeah, I'm sorry. So when you're actually in the ring and you are he- feeling his punches, do you think he is uh, one of the best punchers?
2: No, Andy Shavers was one of the hardest punches in boxing. Mm-hmm. My judgment was okay. He was all right. Holy yeah. was, all them guys were okay. Holy Spirit, all of them, Douglas, all of them were okay. But, uh, you know, uh, as far as punching hard, it was uh, Andy Shavers
1: now, Tyson would say that he wanted to get revenge for Ali. Did you know that going into the fight?
2: I know. I, I didn't know that going in there, but that's something that he said and made up. He just, <laughs> you know, he was, he was, Mike Tyson don't think nothing of nobody. He just think of Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. He wasn't about nobody. He just worried about himself. Mm-hmm.
1: W- was that a guy you kept in touch with at all, Mike Tyson?
2: No, no. He came down to a couple of my that I had, to have it. But, but we don't need to touch. I don't need to touch and I don't I want to pick up the phone and call them like I did
1: with George Foreman and not call him, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, yeah, I grew up watching Tuesday night fights and it was great to get to know like the boxers that are coming up. Uh, how important do you think that was, uh, you know, during your comeback? 'Cause you know, you get to be seen by, you know, uh the audience, well, maybe I, even a new audience. Well, yeah.
2: I tell you what, NBA can uh, not H D O ESPN and, and uh um, yeah, Boxing was great for boxing. Mm-hmm. Howard Cosell great for boxing because they know what they were doing. they're talking about people not only tuning in to see the fight, tuning in
1: to what they had to say. So it was good about that. Yeah. Now that that's gone, Tuesday night fights and fights on you know Tuesday night fights on USA is gone, and HBO uh, is not having boxing anymore. Uh, How do you think that hurts uh, the sport of boxing?
2: Well, every time you don't have boxing, it hurts boxing. I mean, you're sure that that you you get to be it, it, it. but when they don't get a chance to see boxing, it hurts. Mm -hmm. People want to know what they're watching and why should they watch? it? They got to look for a start. When good names beat up everybody, people want to see it. They want to see it. it. Mm -hmm. And then uh, that's it on that.
1: Yeah. So, uh, uh, Holyfield, oh. another big uh, heavyweight at that time. Uh, what did you think? You you go the distance with Holyfield. Uh, what do you think of him as, a, as a fighter? No, listen. Holyfield was lucky that I was a the
2: veteran. As I he was okay. He was a boss, but he, hung, he didn't belong in that, that, division, and that the division. And if I wasn't sick and barely asleep, you'd see me knock him out. But I wasn't in the position. You know, physically, he just yeah, so I can knock him out. Yeah, but he, he's an okay, fighting, okay, guy, you know, but that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and this is it. And I talk to you later, okay? I say we talked
0: enough. All right, okay?
1: yeah, sounds good. Okay, Without, real quick, though, one last question uh, why didn't you inform it ever fight? I
2: don't know. I talked to him last night, and, and, and we should have fought because it was, we could've made a lot of money. Man, like we still can fight. He just turned 70 years old. Uh-huh. I would take the fight now. He's 70. I'm 69, and uh-huh. we, I'm ready to go now.
1: So, I would watch. So you. Call
2: him up and tell him. I will. Call him yeah. up and tell him. All
1: right. You give me his number. I'll call All him up right. and tell him right now. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. I really appreciate this. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
0: Clap your hands if you know the man Stand up and cheer